Hello, ladies. You are listening to Women Emerging Fearlessly. Did you know that four out of five women struggle with confidence and knowing who they are? This show is dedicated to helping women lead their lives with fearless confidence and to know how amazing they truly are. In this show, you will hear from women who are emerging fearlessly, who have overcome many obstacles to pursue their dreams and passions, and they will inspire you and encourage you to stand up, step out, and speak up. Be your authentic self and bring your true gifts to the world. My name is Janelle Anderson, and I am your host. If you enjoy this podcast, please leave a great review and subscribe and share it with your friends. Enjoy the show. Hey, so welcome to Women Emerging Fearlessly today. Welcome to this episode. I have a special guest with me today, Naveed Joe Hyder, will be joining us to talk about her business and how she started it and got into it. She's a designer and she's the founder and CEO of H5 Interiors Incorporated, which is driven by her passion for remodeling older homes and designing timeless interiors with her love for all things organic, original, sustainable, and vintage. Oh, sounds awesome. Naveed, also known as Joe by many, has a keen eye for remodeling spaces. She can transform any space into an inviting and unique interior with a balance of color and texture that infuses a noticeable harmony for her clients, evoking a positive influence on their mood and well-being for the years to come. And that sounds fantastic. So welcome, Joe, to the show. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me here. I'm so glad to have you here. Now, I really am excited about this topic because as I was telling you offline, like this is not in my wheelhouse, but I see beautiful designed spaces and people that use, you know, antiques or I love how you say, you know, um, pre-loved furniture. And just, I really admire people that have an eye for color and design and cause I don't, I just kind of throw things together. And then I see other spaces that are like, my sister's really good at this. She and her husband build homes and she is the one that designs them and they're just so gorgeous. And I'm like, how do you even know what to do? So I'm excited to talk about this today because I think a lot of women are definitely interested in learning more about doing this kind of stuff in their home. And it's important. It's important to have a space that you love that makes you feel really good and peaceful, right? Like you talk about this positive influence. So tell us how you came to become this designer. Tell us a little bit about what caused you to want to do this and how did you step into it? I um, went to art school. I studied fine arts and I'm creative and I would actually play with color and things and materials when I was younger. Didn't think much about it, but through the journey of life, um, I it took me about 45 years to realize what my talents were. <laughs> so, yes. You finally know what you yeah, want to be when you grow exactly. up. <laughs> I know. It takes a while. Duh. <laughs> I'm always telling younger people when they're like in their 30s, like, oh, no, I don't know what I want to do with my life. I'm like, you have plenty of time to figure that out. Exactly. <laughs> and, you know, interestingly, life has a way of showing you the way. If you yes, mind right. and you follow the signs and you say, OK, I'll just go with the flow. 
Yes. I always say it's a journey. It's a journey of discovery all through. And what you're doing in your 20s and 30s prepares you for what's coming next. And exactly. When you reach your 40s and 50s and 60s, you're like really walking in more of a fulfillment of it, you know, and it just kind of all comes together. So it's all good. Yeah. You know, it's a journey. So um, tell us a little bit about just, you know, this resilience um, and just when you you said here in the forum, you said that you embraced your true self and you go with it full force. And I just really want to know a little bit about your passion for this. And I know you probably ran up against some obstacles in the way of really going after your own business and doing what you love. So share a little bit about that. I, I, I had been helping friends and family and people would ask me, oh, how did you do this? Can you help me with, you know, I'm moving into this new place and would do it for free for friends and for somebody's getting married, they want my advice. Somebody, you know, like anything to do with design or create something creative out of the ordinary, they would ask me to help out. And one of my friends, she would constantly tell me, why don't you do this as a business? You'll be so good at it. Why don't you do interiors? And I'm like, oh my God, that's my dream come true. And deep down, I did have this dream that one day I'll have my company and I'll be designing interiors for people. But really didn't do anything towards it. Just put it in the back burner and got on with my life, had my kids, raised them, moved to Canada from the Middle East, restarted you know establishing my life here and and then this friend would just bug me all the time <laughs> that's nice to have friends like that she's, she's a keeper for sure <laughs> she's yeah. a sweetheart and when they see what the potential is inside of you and call it out and say hey hey I see this in you you know it's so true often we don't see that for ourselves no we don't we don't yeah. Um, because it's too close to us, right? We, we, and we don't even value it as much. That's because true. Because it comes so, so naturally to us. Exactly. So that's the cool point to make and just kind of sit with this for a minute because I'm saying this all the time to my clients and the women in my groups and things like that, that often I'll hear women say, I don't know what my passion is. I don't know what my purpose is. I don't have any kind of special gifts. And I'm always saying, look at the things you do naturally without even thinking about it that you think are nothing. What are those things? Those things you always have been good at from the time you were a child. And you might not think that it's anything you could build a business around, or it might just be like, you think of it as a hobby or just that. That's like nothing, just like what you just said. But those are the clues to that passion that's been there and you just put it on the back burner. And so many of us do that as we're raising kids and working a job or a career. And we don't realize that that thing on the shelf is the very thing we were meant to do. And that very thing that will fulfill us. Yes, for sure. Absolutely. And a lot of times we look at somebody who's famous and who's so accomplished and we're like, wow, how did they get there? Oh my God, they have this talent. And we compare ourselves to that, right? True. Yeah, we, we do. See, yeah. we're all different. You're different. I'm right. different. Your talents are different. My talents are different. Like there's no, you have to compare apples to apples. You cannot compare yourself to somebody, maybe that person is an extrovert and outgoing and she likes to talk. 
maybe you're an, an introvert and you're a good listener. Mm-hmm. Yes. So now you're bringing in personality. So we've got strengths, Mm -hmm. talents, and we've got our personality. And these things make us uniquely who we are. And you're so right. Like who you are is who you are. Exactly. Nobody else can And who I am is who I am. (laughs) Exactly. And if if I try to be you, I'll be uncomfortable. Yeah, of course. Of course, you're the only you there is. And so um, this is like my, my passion is like to help women see that follow your path and to know that what you have is so valuable. Yeah. You don't need to have what somebody else has. Exactly. Right. Exactly. So what you're bringing to the world with your natural talent and eye for color and design and, and your love of it is what makes you unique and also what makes the world a better place because you're you're stepping into that place where that only you can fill in this world and it's needed we don't need you to be me we need you to be you exactly if we were all the same then the world would be so boring and, oh, so and boring. i say that about about design too because a lot of people um look at the design shows and they try to replicate that in their space which is really not their personality and Many a times I've asked clients um, that you pick this, but this is not, when I talk to them, I'm like, but this is not who you are. Oh, but my friend said, this is a good idea. I should do this. I said, but your friend is a different person. You're right. a different person. Your space should be something that inspires you, not just something that you, it, which is a cookie cutter design and you've plonked it, you know, copied it and pasted it here. Yeah, so I love that idea. That's so cool to make it come, make your space be a reflection of who you are. And and that would make you feel more at Mm -hmm. home. Yeah, so let's talk a little bit about design. Um, You talk about using pre-loved furniture. So why is that important? Where I come from um, in our culture, and especially in those times when I was little, um, everything was made of wood. And we had furniture, you know, passed down from generation to generation because solid wood, good craftsmanship, it doesn't go to waste. And Mm -hmm. I remember, you know, every few years, my mom would have them refinished and, you know, sort of change the color a little bit and sort of reinvent those pieces and they would look new and lovely and you know some of the pieces were still there when she passed away uh, you know last year and I just couldn't and I was back in Pakistan and I just couldn't part with them and I kept telling my sisters I'm like please take this one remember this bookshelf you know (laughs) this is so please take and my sisters are like uh we don't have room in our homes and i'm like just make some room you know this is such a nice bookshelf and i convinced them to take it (laughs) And, and the point being that you know like good quality furniture and well made the material and the craftsmanship is really valuable, which is becoming more and more rare. And it's timeless. Why do Mm -hmm. we go out and buy new furniture, which is not even real wood? It may have a lot of toxins. You don't know what materials it's made of. It may not even last you 10 years. 
Hmm. And you give out, you know, like a family heirloom or a solid piece that could really be reinvented. It will be modernized in your space and you can keep it. How beautiful is that? That's lovely. (laughs) My husband would love you because... (laughs) We have a lot of furniture from his mom and his aunt and uncle, especially his aunt and uncle. They had really nice furniture. And he's like, we have to hold on to this. This is good quality furniture. And it's not necessarily, well, I love the bedroom furniture, but the living room in tables especially are, they have these marble tops, really heavy marble tops. And he's like, oh, this is so great. And I'm like, I don't like the way it looks. It's too heavy it's like like not my style I guess but I do I do appreciate the quality because you're right you know new furniture it's like pressed wood and it falls apart and it doesn't last so so taking something of good quality or even if you go if you're an antiquer and you go find some pieces if you don't have them so tell us a little bit about what we would look for in a pre-loved furniture that would be good quality so first thing you have to check that it's solid wood And if you don't know, a lot of people cannot identify whether they say, oh, yeah, this is solid. And I've gone to showrooms here. Once it happened that one of my clients, she was looking for a dining table and she said, oh, I saw a beautiful solid wood dining table. It was $800. And I looked at her and I said, that's not solid wood. She's like, no, I asked the salesman. He said it's solid wood. And I'm like, which store did you go to? And when she told me the name, I said, it's not solid wood. She's like, and she wouldn't agree with me. I said, oh no. I said, okay, you go back and you ask him these specific questions. Ask him if the frame is solid wood and if the tabletop is also made of a solid slab of wood. And he's going to tell you that the top is made of a frame with a wood veneer on it. Mm. Interesting. she went back and I said, the best way to find out whether it's solid wood or not is to lift it and see, does it feel Mm. like wood or is it too light? If it's light, it's not solid wood. (laughs) Right, right, right. You know? (laughs) Yeah. Very simple way of finding out. (laughs) So she went back and then what happened? She went back and she asked the salesman and the salesman, you know, he didn't have a clue what he was talking about. <laughs> and when she asked specific questions, she, he said, yes, I think you're right. And, he looked at it <laughs> and it was not that heavy. And she came back and she's like, he said, yeah, maybe the top is not solid. And I'm like, I rest my case. <laughs> <laughs> so it's knowing what to look for, knowing what questions to ask. Yeah. And That's also, really um, you know, in, in, Older furniture, they usually, because they were proud of producing quality furniture, right? The pride is not right. there anymore. <laughs> right. No. It's mass produced. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How much money are you making, right? Um, yeah. So they would actually stamp their furniture. Right. I've seen that before. Okay. You've seen that, right? Mm-hmm. So every time I see a stamp, I'm like, whoa, this is cool. Right. So these are little things that you can see. And obviously you have to see that it's not rickety and whether you be are handy you're not handy um you know but a mm-hmm. solid piece and 
there's so much that goes in the landfills 9 million tons of furniture that ends up in landfills every year wow every year wow 9 million tons yes oh my gosh wow that's too much that's too much and a lot of it can be rescued yeah mm. so would you recommend uh, dumpster diving for furniture <laughs> <laughs> well um when i'm driving around not really dumpster diving but when i'm driving around and i see something on the curbside i'm like oh i have no <laughs> place to take it what oh, where yeah. can i take it and i used to before and then i have five pieces of upcycled furniture in my living room and one of them was like a curbside rescue Mm, okay. And it just kept calling me and nobody else would take it. <laughs> Three days later, I'm like, oh my God, how am I going to say this to my husband? <laughs> I want to bring this piece of furniture home. And um, it's like bringing home lost pets yeah, or exactly. stray furniture. Yeah, if it's a smaller piece, if it's a mirror or something, you know, I can always hide it somewhere in the basement and not tell him. <laughs> But. <laughs> <laughs> but sometimes mm-hmm. i have to tell him and 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 honestly the furniture comes to me from everywhere mm-hmm. like my clients have said oh i don't need this bookshelf you know if you want you can take it and i'm like wow this is beautiful yes i'll take it <laughs> wow or um, sometimes friends just send me pictures or oh, somebody's letting go of this do you want it um Wow. And I have also, you know, when I'm working with a client, I and if they're okay with the idea of using, you know, a vintage piece or like from anywhere. Doesn't have to be an antique antique but mm-hmm. a used piece of furniture. Then I would go mm-hmm. to consignment stores, Craigslist. Even now Facebook marketplace has a tons of options. Mm-hmm. So that's yeah. my downtime you know before i go to bed i just browse through marketplace and i'm like oh this is so good maybe my i have to convince one of my friends to buy this yes there you go that is awesome i'm i'm going to have to start doing i need a desk so i'm going to i've been looking but i need it to be more of a table so i can put my little microphone arm on it and some of the older desks are not they you know i couldn't attach Do it on the back you need a drawer with it or Yeah, I would like to have drawers with it. Okay. Because a, a, a good way of having like using an old uh, dining table which is a smaller scale oh, yeah. and then you right. can have a separate bank of drawers you can pick it up from somewhere and just have it on wheels. Oh, so good idea. That would be a go. <laughs> See? <laughs> you helped me already. <laughs> You're getting me started. <laughs> I hope everybody's enjoying uh Joe tell me my helping me with my house that's funny <laughs> so let's talk about colors and textures and things like that what are some tips you can share so it's it's really simple what i don't like or what makes a furniture piece look dated is that they would do this shiny dark mahogany or orangey you know polish on it and then and then the entire furniture is the same color so there is no right. contrast there is this too much monotony and it looks heavy and you know like bulky 
And I had a similar mirror that just made its way to my basement, which um, was, and I am like, it's such a blah mirror. What am I going to do with it? Anyways, keep it. I'm not going to throw it in the garbage. And for one of my clients last year, I needed a mirror. And I'm like, let me strip it and see what it's like. And the wood was beautiful. Huh. Wow. Plain, maple. Right. And I left it unfinished with just rubbed oil on it. It looks so modern. Wow. How interesting. So, you know, like a lot of people are upcycling furniture by painting it either white or black. Right. You know, that's the simplest, easiest way of doing it. If you do it matte, it looks, you know, a little understated. If you make it glossy, it's more of a showstopper kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So you have to see what goes with your space. Right. And and sometimes my favorite ones are dressers, you mm-hmm. know, like uh, you can change the knobs, change the color of the drawers and leave the frame a different color or the original color and then paint the drawers. Let's say if it's a black dresser and you just paint the drawers a creamy white with fresh handles or hardware, it'll look modern. Yeah, I love that idea. I've seen that before, the two-tone furniture. And and of course, I'm not one to like get out there and, and strip furniture and stain it. I'm just, it's not me. Like, But I know a lot of women do love to do like more of that hands-on kind of work. My husband would probably do it. I love the two-tone look. I guess I would have to find somebody to do it for me because <laughs> I probably won't ever do it. Yeah, you can do a to-do list for your husband yeah. and say, you know, honey, <laughs> would you do this for me? <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> so those are great ideas, like uh, two-tone colors and updating the knobs. Any other ideas about updating an old piece? Another thing which I've seen for many clients, I've seen that, and they have this buffet and hutch. Oh, right. Which is a huge, bulky, you know, piece of furniture, and it looks stated. But again, the craftsmanship is beautiful, and what you can do is separate the two. Oh, yeah. Okay. So you leave the buffet as a buffet and put a nice big mirror on top and Take the top part and you can use it in a bedroom as a bookshelf. Hmm. You can, maybe if you're a little handy, maybe you can build a frame and put some kind of legs under it and make it into a freestanding armoire for your linen. Sure. Oh, yeah, there you go. Yeah. Cool. Something because the mirror is good, the quality is good, the you know everything else is good. All you need to do is change the color. Another idea is which I have done with my china cabinet is to paint the interior because I was doing it specifically to put my china in it. I painted the interior in a creamy white. Nice. Because I wanted the plates, I use a lot of colorful plates and platters so I wanted that to show because if the interior is dark it doesn't really show the beauty of the plates right right so I painted so it's a good idea to paint the interior especially if it's a glass cabinet if it's for books you can paint it any color you like so that's another way of updating but separating the hutch and the buffet 
has so many clients, they have thanked me. Sometimes I'm working with them for selling their home, preparing their home for sale. And the dining room looks too cramped because of that huge uh, uh, hutch. Mm -hmm. And I have asked them to separate it, put the hutch in the basement as and put some books or knickknacks in there. And they loved it. Wow, interesting. That's so cool. Okay, so how about just you know, making your space yours, like what are some tips you could give people, especially like me, color and textures and how, how do you know how to make it your own? You have to see what you're drawn to. Mm-hmm. And it's so interesting that uh, I think it was two years ago, I had two clients who had totally opposite things that they liked. One liked very clean, straight lines. And the other, every time I showed her something, so she's like, no, this is too harsh. I want something soft and curvy. And it really made me think that, you know, we are so unique as humans. We are drawn to different things. We are. See what you're drawn to. Some people like nature. Some people like photography. Mm -hmm. Like one client, she hired me because she was diagnosed with cancer. And she wanted to create a space that she always wanted for herself. Mm -hmm. And I was blessed to work with her and she passed away a few years after that. But during her chemotherapy, she stayed in that room. Mm -hmm. And every time I would go visit her, she's like, oh, I love my room. Mm -hmm. You know, this is, this is where I heal. This is where, so what I had done for her, she in her younger days was a photographer. I made her pull out all her photography. Wow. I've enlarged it, framed it for her, put it in that room. She had a collection of vintage cameras, which I displayed in glass showcases. The day we were unwrapping the cameras from those boxes that she had not touched for 20 years. Wow. She was like a little kid in the candy shop. Like, you know, the joy in her face. Uh -huh. Her eyes were lit up. And she's like, you know where I got it from? I got it from this mm -hmm. place. I remember my brother was with me or my dad was with me. And, you know, we had gone to this antique market. And I, I loved cameras. And it was just such a like I felt really blessed to be working with her and you know creating the space for her so design is not one size fits all yeah design is who is Janelle what is she drawn to what makes her happy mm -hmm. again what makes you happy may not make me happy I don't know what makes me you happy know? as far as <laughs> I think I just have to explore that a little bit. You must go to restaurants or places or for a holiday somewhere and you'd like, oh, this is cool. I like that. I'm sure you say that. Yeah, I think what I need to do is make a note of things when I do like it so that I remember. <laughs> so for those of you out there that are like me, this is really good, helpful information. I know a lot of women just kind of naturally have that gift. And they. I know my husband likes to watch shows, you know, where they're re- renovating houses and decorating and um, I'll watch them sometimes and my sister and her daughter and they love to watch those shows but I'm like ah whatever but I do like to see the finished product and I like to see how 
beautiful everything is. I just, I'm not like into the whole process. I'd probably be better off just hiring you to come in and do it for me kind of a thing uh, and pulling out of me, what is it that I really want? So um, that's really helpful though for people like me is to first really start to maybe make note of things that you do like and why do you like them so that you have a better idea uh, so that you're not just throwing things together, which is what I usually yes. do. <laughs> and, and you know, like everything else, it's all in the planning. It's not that these ideas come to us, like it is a, some people think it's a button we press and ideas come out. <laughs> no, it isn't. You mean it isn't? <laughs> I'm sorry to disappoint you, but it isn't. <laughs> well, maybe that's what I've been, where I've been getting off track here. Planning. I don't think I ever planned. I just threw this stuff together. Okay, so that's good. Planning, knowing what you like. Making a plan. Okay. Go to Pinterest, look at some ideas, create a board. Yep. Janelle's inspirations, and just leave it there. And and believe you me, you will look at those pins in probably a couple of months and you're like, why did I pin this? I don't like it. Huh. But the ones that qualify are the ones that's the real thing that excites you. Okay, great idea. I'm going to do that. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. What else uh, would you like to share, you know, from your um, just passion for doing this that you think would help, help women? Just Remember I was telling you that I was listening to another podcast that she posted recently and that was with uh, Joyce uh, Christensen. Yes. And I was listening to that. I'm like, okay, very interesting because she's talking about the planet. Right. Saving the planet. Yes. And I was like, I resonated with everything that she was saying. And the thing is that people do get overwhelmed with, oh my God, I, I can't do it. Right. No, you just take one step. Even if you can do one thing, that's one step forward. Yes. Right? Yes. And just so everybody knows, that was episode 33 with Joyce Christensen. And she was talking about The Last Straw, her book, The Last Straw. So if you want to listen to that, that's where you'll find it. It was really good. It was really, really good. I enjoyed that one very much. Just not being overwhelmed by like you said, you can't save the whole planet. Maybe you can't decorate your whole entire house overnight. But I do love how you bring in the organic and you're reusing things and you're very mindful of, you know, the planet and um, sustainable vintage, things like that. Because I think that's super important, especially today when we have our landfills just getting filled up with junk, you know, and stuff, but to be able to look at what you do have and try to repurpose it or make it, you know, beautiful instead of ditching it all, throwing it all in a dump and then starting over. <laughs> and, and so many times I have convinced clients not to throw it. Um, even last year, um, I was working with this gentleman. He's almost 90 years old. Mm. And when I was initially, when I was telling him, okay, you'll have to get rid of this. You'll have to get rid of this. And he's like, he was resistant. And then once he got into getting rid of things, he's like, one day I went and he's like, I'm going to give this to charity. And I'm like, wait a minute. I thought you liked this. (laughs) He's like, yeah, I like it, but it's too low. I said, 
I can reupholster it and put legs on it. He's like, you can? I said, let me have a look before I commit to something. Mm-hmm. So I inspected it and I'm like, yeah, this is doable. I can do it. And I reupholstered the little poofs. He loved it. He could not believe it's the same thing because I changed the style completely. Right. Yeah. You know, the new fabric, the new... Yes, it cost them about the same amount they, it would for a new piece of furniture, but you're saving the landfills. Right. Another point is, which nobody thinks about, is that when you're sending a piece of furniture out for refinishing or reupholstery or whatever, you know, in your community, you are actually putting money into your economy. Yes. And um, they say that if you spend $100 at an independent business, not a big chain, 68 of them returns to your local economy. Wow. That and, is so super important. Yeah. And, and another thing is that uh, $10 spent on a local independent business businesses pump $9.3 billion in the economy. Wow, those are great statistics. You know, nobody knows about this. It's, no. and, and I think this cur- current circumstance has showed us that it's very important to support mm-hmm. your community, to support, yep. you know, your local businesses. Yes. And, and yep. I have been saying this for the last five years and all the more reason to say it now. Because it's very important. It is very important. Yes. So start thinking about when you're redecorating or repurposing things, look for people locally in your community that do that sort of work and support them rather than a chain. Yeah. If you you think, okay, and you know, obviously there are times you're like, I have so much furniture. I don't have room in my house. I have to let go of some of it. If you're letting go of it, then send it to Habitat for Humanity. Right. Yeah. Send it. We have a local charity called Furniture Bank. Send it to Furniture Bank. Right. Or put it on Craigslist or, you know, there's no excuse for putting it on the curb and letting it go to the land. There is no excuse. Right. I agree. Yeah. There's somebody out there that's going to want your stuff. (laughs) Yeah. Goodwill or the thrift store. You know, so many people go So many people. So many people. We send so much to the thrift store that at one point, and and it was a few years ago, I was really cleaning up and letting go of everything that I didn't use or need, you know? Right. And every weekend there was a big carload of stuff going to thrift store. So the third time my husband went, so the woman recognized him and said, (laughs) where are you bringing all this stuff from? (laughs) Another tip I'll give you. When you, you know, things like this, have a little sticky sticky notes in your hand and go around and say, I don't think I want it. Put a sticky label on it. I am certain I don't want it, you know? Put a sticky label. Good. And then go down another a week later and see if you still feel the same way. Because some things maybe you you would think, oh, maybe I want to keep it. I don't know. I'm not sure. Right. And a week later, you'll go down and you're like, I don't need this. You know? And they're already labeled. 
and you can say you can get somebody to come in and say everything with the green label please take it out yeah so nice like that okay that's a great <laughs> tip <laughs> so simple <laughs> so simple <laughs> Well, this has been wonderful. Everywhere from uh, refurnishing or reusing pre-loved furniture and how to deal with that and how to know how to design your space to recycling things and keeping the landfill free and clearing out the junk out of your house. <laughs> We've covered a lot here. So I know that um, you work with people. Do you work with people remotely? Yes, I am now working with people remotely as well. Nicely, yeah. nice, nice. So if somebody did want to work with you, what do they need to do? They need to get in touch with me through my website, which is uh, h5interiors.com. And five is a number five. Uh, they can message me from there or they can follow me on Instagram, which is h5interiors. And the Facebook page is also h5interiors. So they can, okay. they can contact me and... I hope I've inspired them. Well, uh, you've inspired me definitely because I love the uh, I love your approach number one and all the tips that you've given, um, and then the fact that you know we're thinking about this in terms of how what's best also for the planet and just you know treasuring those things that are quality and all of that. Yeah. That's really been yeah, and not I not would... look for instant gratification. The reason that we buy new things is even if they're cheaper quality because. They're all shiny and glittery. We're like, oh, so nice. Let's bring it in our house. <laughs> you know, no instant gratification, please. <laughs> make a plan. Make a plan. Think long term. Yeah. Take your time. Yeah. Make sure it's what's good for you and not somebody else's taste or whatever. What makes you happy. Awesome. So I will put your contact information in the show notes too. So people can find that there. And it's been a joy as usual talking to you. Anything else you want to share? Yeah, I would like to say that uh, my signature service is, uh, you know, when I when I'm creating uh, spaces for my clients is that I like to create spaces that look beautiful, work well, feel welcoming, inspire and grow with your family. Oh, it's not just I love that aesthetics. It's there's a lot more that goes in it. Love that. That is wonderful. Okay, so your signature service—that's what they should ask for, for sure. <laughs> yeah, lovely, lovely. Well, it has been a pleasure talking with you and having you as a guest. Thank you so much for coming and sharing your expertise with us today. Thank you for having me here. You're welcome. All right, everybody. So that's it for this episode. Go out there and be awesome. Be fearless, be confident and be you. See you next time. I hope you enjoyed that episode and got a lot out of it that will help you on your journey to becoming fearlessly confident. If you would like to know how to work with me to help you to become fearlessly confident, just email me, Janelle, at EmergingLifeCoaching.com. You can also go to my website. There's lots of great resources on there, including a free mini course called Be Confident, Be Real, Be You. It's a three-video course with downloadable action guides that will definitely help you to get on this journey to becoming fearlessly confident. My website is EmergingLifeCoaching.com. Thanks for listening, and until next time, 
Be fearless, be confident, and be you.